and welcome back to our school district podcast, School Buzz. Today we're going to be talking about school safety, and I have with me Jenny Sampson and Kim Cochran. So ladies, I'll let you do an introduction. Hi, Rebecca. I'm Jenny Sampson. I'm the coordinator of climate, school safety, and emergency management for the district. I've been in the district for 26 years now, and I started my journey as a classroom teacher in fourth, fifth, and sixth grades. Welcome everybody, I'm Kim Cochran, the new Director of Pupil Safety and Attendance for the Lancaster School District. I have been a teacher at elementary and middle school levels, a principal at both levels, and excited to serve our families in this new role. Great, I appreciate you taking time out to talk with me today, the day before school starts. You know, it's a little crazy out there, um, getting everybody enrolled and into classrooms. And, but as we are thinking about one of the most important things in our schools is to keep our students and our staff safe, what processes do we have in place to keep everyone safe? As everyone knows, Jenny is the coordinator of emergency management for the Lancaster School District, and so this is an area that she really focuses on um, daily to ensure safety for all across the district. In terms of the processes in place, we, we want to focus on safety first across the board. Every single school site is required and updates a yearly school safety plan. It is complex and it contains all of the various information about how we respond in various um, situations that might arise. In terms of you know what recently happened in, in Texas, of course, we take a close look at that. Jenny has been on the line with other emergency management responders so that we can continue to learn from these particular incidents that have occurred to ensure that nothing like that would happen here in Lancaster. Um, in addition to the safety plan, in addition to the work that Jenny does, we also routinely go out to the school sites and view for vulnerability. You know, where are the potential risks? Our school deputies do the same. They report back and then we begin to take action to remedy any particular areas that need to be fixed, such as our school district has taken um, front seat in terms of securing the front offices of our schools Multiple schools have already um, received those um, safety doors at the front offices where it's the main entry point and no one gets by without particular permissions and check-ins and security checks. And we're continuing to evaluate that system across the school district to ensure that these are in place at every school. Jenny, what would you add to that? Um, I'd like to add that we do have a locked classroom door policy in place. Anytime children are in class and at school, the classroom door should be locked and secured. Um, we're not advocates of propping doors open because that unfortunately is part of what led to the, to the result in Uvalde, that tragedy. Um, we also have regular drills. Every month we have a fire drill and we practice evacuating the building so that the students know where to go and how to respond during the fire. We have lockdown drills um, quarterly so that students practice, you know, um, making sure that they can be safe if there was an intruder on campus. We also have earthquake drills because we do have earthquakes in, in California, so we do practice with the great shakeout in October. And we have quarterly earthquake drills so that students know what to do when the ground starts shaking. In addition, we do have a threat assessment process. If a child has um, behaviors that are concerning to others um, that could potentially uh, signal that a child is on a path to attack, 
Um, we have procedures in place to assess that student and their behavior and put into place interventions to lessen the risk. We are so fortunate that we have counselors at every school. Um, some of our schools have multiple counselors so that any health, uh, mental health needs that our students are experiencing, they have support that they can seek out. Great, and yeah, the addition of counselors has just been such a great addition. I, when I was a classroom teacher, we didn't have any support. It was just you by yourself. And to have a counselor that can really interact with the kids and kind of get a little bit deeper and really focus on social-emotional growth, it, it's such a, such a great thing that we've added. Uh, I, and it's helped to build positive relationships with students at school, not just between the staff, but through the counselors as well. Exactly, and, you, and when you handle something like bullying or kids not getting along at school, you can kind of head off some of those problems that maybe at other schools have built up and then people overreact out inappropriately. Actually, I, I want to point out that in terms of research and school safety, those positive relationships have a direct correlation with the safety of the school. So I think it's really important that we look at those relationships and make sure that the child has a positive relationship with um, the adults on, in their lives at school as well as with each other. So there is a direct correlation between how safe school is and positive relationships. Well, and, and the adults on campus too, because our parents, we need our parents to feel welcome and happy and, and part of our school district. Um, and, and that they have a voice at the school, so there we do listen to them if there's a concern. So I think that's important too. I will point out that we've put cameras all over Endeavor. Um, I think about 37 cameras uh, that gets the entire campus. So not just hallways or um, you know in the lunchroom, but I mean the entire campus. So if someone's doing something at the gate, we have access to see who that is and zoom in and. Um, Really, we're going to expand that this year, uh, at least to all the middle schools, because it's a, a great way to deter crime when people see the cameras up and um, make the, the staff and the students feel a lot safer on campus. I'm really excited about seeing that in action this year, actually. <laughs> I, I am too. So that kind of goes into my second question. What improvements will happen this year? Cameras on middle schools will happen this year, but what else will, will we take care of? Absolutely. Well, we're continuing to train our staff in PBIS um, um, expectations and strategies to utilize with students, again, to really support that positive school culture and climate, encouraging students to come to school and to really enjoy the activities that are available during the school day with their peers and with the, the rest of the staff. Um, in addition to that, the school site safety plans will continue to be revised and edited. Those are actually due very soon by our administrators over to the PSA office and then also shared with the Sheriff's Department too. Parents can also view those school safety plans in the school office. Copies are not allowed to be made due to the sense of information, but our families are absolutely entitled to those details and also we elicit their feedback and their input on those safety plans too. Um, another thing that parents can do is actually join our school site council teams and other community groups that we have throughout the Lancaster School District to learn more about us and to also um, provide their input and their feedback on, on what we're doing and how we're doing as we continue to improve. Again, uh, Ms. Sampson and I will be visiting the school sites looking um, through different lenses in terms of safety. Um, 
looking at playgrounds, looking at fencing, looking at points of entry at the school site, ensuring that all gates are fully closed and locked once students have arrived on campus. Um, Jenny, what would you like to add to that? Um, you know, we actually have another support person in our office. Um, she will be providing a huge amount of support with PBIS. Um, she's, her title is designated as the MTSS Behavior Coach, but we are so excited to have her and really looking forward to working with her so that we can get those um, Tier 1 and Tier 2 supports shored up at all of our school sites. We're, we're always looking for how to keep our staff and students safe. So, you know, we, we are soliciting feedback from all parties um, in terms of safety. So staff are welcome to express their concerns. Parents, students, we want to hear everybody's voices. So if there's a particular concern and a pattern of concern, um, we can address it head on. We don't want to wait until something happens for something for to get things in place. We, we are all about preventing and preparing for. We don't just want to, you know, respond. We also encourage parents and community members to reach out to the school sites and even to us here at Pupil Safety and Attendance with concerns they might have or things that they might see. Um, whether it's they're walking their student to school, driving to school, and they see something of concern, please report that. Please don't assume that someone else picked up the phone and called in first. We definitely encourage our families and community members to reach out when they see something, say something, so that we can readily um, either contact our school deputy or put our school on a modified lockdown while we wait more information because safety, safety is first. Safety is key, safety is number one. In addition to that, um, really helping our students to understand safe passages to school so that if there's older children walking students to school, they know the right path to take and they take that path consistently, reminding children and practicing with them on using crosswalks and waiting for the crossing guards, waiting for the red light to turn green, looking both ways even before they step out to ensure that it is safe for them to cross because the green light doesn't automatically mean it's safe. We have to watch out for a lot of drivers who are unfortunately not stopping at red uh, stoplights or at stop signs these days. And again, if there's questions, so please reach out to the school sites and here at PSA so that we can support. I saw the city was doing a campaign of uh, see and be seen that kind of had put those signs around. And I think that's important to kind of like make eye contact with that driver because you don't know if that just because it's a red light, they're not going to always stop. And we've had a lot of accidents out here. So if we want, we can prevent a kid from being hit on a bike or in a crosswalk. That would something that we really want to concentrate. So and, I think and we are as a district working with the city on that campaign. So they will be reaching out later this year with um, classroom materials that we can use to teach students how to be safe when they're coming to and from school. So we're very excited to work with the city on that, and we're looking forward to seeing what they can, how they can support our students and our families as they come and go to school. Uh, one of the things I also wanted to touch on is social media. Um, a lot of, a lot of the conflict we see on our school campuses is started because of social media, and it has a huge impact on the safety of our campuses. So I'd like to encourage parents to really monitor the use of social media at home by their students um, so that 
you know, if, if they are experiencing cyberbullying, they can help the school um, investigate it and be aware of it. But also, um, teaching the children how to use social media responsibly is a huge, huge priority. Um, there are a lot of bad things on social media, and we don't need our children exposed to that. So by being involved in social media, their child's social media use, they're really preventing a lot of the problems that um, that are affecting safety at schools. Exactly, and, and actually students under the age of 13 should not have a social media account. Um, that's every, every social media site has that label out there, uh, and parents really, really need to be monitoring that. There's so many things that, not only the bullying, but the, the idea of your, how your body looks and, and body image, especially for our young ladies, uh, we don't, they don't need to be exposed to that. There's a certain age where you should be monitoring your child's social media. In high school, you should have all their passwords. You should be know what they're doing. Um, but it does not, it should not be an elementary school child. They're not old enough for it. They don't understand that there are bad actors out there. And, and that's a, a great point, Jenny, to bring up. Um, so you already talked about parents. Uh, and we, we talked about their partnership with the city, with CNBC. Are there any other partnerships for safety that we have out there? We also work very closely with the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. We have school deputies that are assigned geographically to different areas and different schools within our school district, but they can also at any time be freed up to go and support at another school. If there was something more severe happening at one of our schools, not only would they um, be available to that school, but additional law enforcement officers would respond um, to any incident immediately to help provide support and safety for our students and our families as well. We work very closely with the Antelope Valley Transit um, Authority. They provide our transportation needs for our students, whether that is um, students from our special education program or some of our students who reside in some of the school areas of Mariposa, Monta Vista, Sunnydale, and Denver Paiute areas. And uh, so we just want to encourage families that if they have questions to reach out to us, they are more than welcome to reach out to the transportation agency directly too. Um, to receive um, support, answer any questions they may have. Um, and our school deputies, they're just absolutely wonderful. They come to our school sites, they visit with our children. Sometimes they're out there on the basketball court playing basketball or they're playing soccer with the kids to really influence that community partnership, that they're here to help and they're here to keep us safe. And nothing um, really brightens your day better than when you see and hear a student walk up to one of our school deputies and ask, so what's it like to be in law enforcement? How do I get involved? You know, to really see kids thinking about their potential futures and, and what is it that they want to do and that they can actually talk to somebody in the career right now who can share some of that information with them. Jenny, what would you add to that? Uh, we also have partnerships with the Los Angeles County Fire Department. So they also monitor our um, safety plans. So that's a required component. Um, and we also work with the Red Cross. They bring um, preparedness education to our students throughout the district. It's free of charge, and it's very exciting to see the fourth and fifth graders with their little pillowcases after the presentation and, and the supplies that they, they need to prepare and put in that pillowcase in case they have to evacuate from their home. So um, it's, it's, we have great partnerships with the high school district as well. We, we have um, quarterly meetings 
where the elementary school districts and the high school district get together and talk about safety across the valley. So that's been a very powerful um, coalition of schools to um, not only talk with each other, but also we have city representatives in that group. We have um, fire department, law enforcement. We have EMS at these meetings as well. Anybody who has an interest in keeping our kids safe, they're part of that meeting. So it's been very exciting to see how we all work together to make sure our children throughout the Valley are, are safe, no matter where they're at and what they're doing. So I'd also like to add that we have a wonderful, wonderful partnership with Antelope Valley Partners for Health. Um, we also have our Welcome and Wellness Center for the Lancaster School District housed in their building. And they have just done a phenomenal uh, work in providing immunizations, immunization clinics, working hand in hand with our Welcome and Wellness Center on enrollments and just providing some great support for our families. We've also been able to host a variety of welcome back events, backpack events, um, coats for our families and children as well. So I encourage our, our families and our listeners out there to take advantage of all that we have to offer. Yeah, Welcome Center is one of my favorite places in the district. Uh, they're a little slammed right now because uh, getting kids enrolled, very busy over there, but they do a, an excellent job getting our kids enrolled and getting them the things that they need. Um, you had mentioned, Jenny, that we prepare for earthquakes and we do kind of an earthquake drill. How often do we replenish or look at those supplies to make sure that they're up to date and um, that our water's good, our medical supplies are good? Great question, Rebecca. We check every single year to make sure that the water and the supplies in those kits is up to date and current. Um, we were fortunate that the previous superintendent allowed us to purchase uh, blue can water, which has a 50 year shelf life. Wow. So our <laughs> water is good for a long time. Um, it will be good until well after I retire. So, um, but we do check those annually and make sure that the uh, materials inside are still, um, we have sterile bandages in there and sometimes the packaging separates because of heat or whatever. So we make sure that all of the materials and supplies in those kits are are ready to use should we need to use them. So it's a good idea to also look at your home earthquake kit and kind of every year go through it because I've done that. Waited a few years ago. Oh man, none of this is good anymore. I got to get new stuff. So and you don't want to eat twenty four year old beans. Those yeah, are no. very good. So. <laughs> exactly. And can you tell me a little about the Raptor system? Raptor, okay. Raptor is our check-in system. Um, when a family comes to either sign their student out of school, they drop their license in there. It's a safety precaution so that any adult entering our campus is um, considered safe. And it screens for sex offenders. And so if we do get an alert, it alerts the principal um, at the school site as well as the assistant principal as well as our school deputies and um, other contacts in the district so that we are aware of who is entering our campus. It doesn't necessarily prevent entry, but they will need to be supervised the entire time that they are on our campuses. So because all parents have a right to access their child and their child's education. So we can't deny them um, entry, but we can supervise their visit while they're with us. Oh, that's good to know. Okay, well, that sounds great. 
anything else, ladies, that you could talk about, about the safety of our district? Actually, I want to bring up one more program that we use. Uh, we use Catapult EMS. It is our response um, uh, software program. It's web-based. So anytime something is happening on our campus, we can immediately alert the staff at that school that something is happening and they can take um, potentially life-saving measures. So if we have to lock down a school because there's law enforcement activity near the school, we can do so very quickly and alert the staff that something is happening and we need to keep everybody safe. Um, it provides information about what actions they need to take. Um, there's also additional information that can be sent after the fact about what the circumstances are um, and maybe where, which part of the campus um, this the incident is taking place on. We have used it in the past. It's been extremely successful, and we're very, very glad that we have it so that we can respond quickly if we have to. And it's nice because you can say, I'm safe, and this is where I am. Um, it's a really great tool. So um, Absolutely. Yeah. We also use it to account for every student on a campus if something's happening. So it's not just accounting for the staff, we're also accounting for the students and making sure everybody, um, we have eyes on everybody who's on the campus when something's happening. So it's been a very powerful tool. Our deputies use it to communicate with us when something's happening so that they, keep, they provide us information and further direction if necessary using that Catapult EMS app. I would like to get less Catapult uh, notifications about COVID. That would be great this year. I can teach you how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want COVID to go away. Just no more COVID. I, and... I am right in agreement with you. In response to COVID, what uh, what protocols or what uh, systems have you put in place to address those needs? Let me think on that one for a second because we've modified them recently. Mm -hmm. Um, we have received guidance from LA County Public Health that if a child who is unvaccinated is exposed to a positive case in their class, we no longer have to quarantine them. Um, if they are identified as a close contact, they can stay in class as long as they're asymptomatic, but they do have to wear a mask for the next 10 calendar days um, after the last exposure. So especially when they're around others. Um, they don't have to wear them outside, but they do have to wear them when they're indoors around others um, for 10 calendar days, which is a huge improvement over having to send home students for five days to be quarantined when half most of our kids who are exposed never develop COVID. So we're happy to have them stay in class as long as they're asymptomatic. What if you're so, um, vaccinated? Do you have to wear the mask then? Yes. Okay. You have to wear a mask no matter what if you're exposed to somebody with COVID, but you do get to stay in class. And uh, it's it's been a great, it'll be a great thing to keep more of our kids in class. Um, we are not requiring masks currently, but anybody who wants to wear a mask is welcome to do so and is highly encouraged to wear a mask. Um, you know, if, if there's a situation where somebody wears a mask and they're being teased about it, that needs to be brought up to the teacher or the school administration because nobody should be teased because they're wearing a mask. It's a safety thing and they need to feel safe at school 
no matter what the circumstance is. So if wearing a mask makes them feel safe, then they should be allowed to wear a mask. And that goes for staff members also. They, they can wear a mask Absolutely. if they want to. Absolutely. And we will have masks on hand um, in case somebody who wants to wear a mask wants to put it on when they arrive and got it at home. We'll have plenty of masks. We'll have plenty of hand sanitizer still in every class, every office. Most of our protocols have relaxed a little bit, but you know, COVID hasn't fully gone away, so we still have some things in place to keep people safe. Great. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Happy beginning of the school year. Um, it'll be a great school year and um, hopefully a safe one for everyone. Absolutely. We wish you the same and also to all of our students and families. Have a great school year. Be safe, everybody. Have a great year.